Welcome to the Trusted Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Iroquois Group. Iroquois is your trusted advisor in all things insurance. I'm Edwin K. Morris. Matt Doman, owner of allthingsinsurance.net, or ATIN, has spent the past 12 years specializing in commercial loss-run procurement. He has been refining the methods to successfully facilitate over 30,000 requests per year in the ever-changing landscape of carriers and their requirements. ATIN was started by a frustrated agent. What was causing your frustration? It's very difficult uh, getting your insured when you're trying to quote new commercial business. Uh, You're dealing with a business owner who's engaged running their own business. So you may have gotten their attention to provide them a quote, but the more you ask of them in the process, the less likely they are to follow through with that for you. All of the steps required for the insured to get that information for you can make the the process more complicated than it's worth for them in order to get the quote. Mm. Our service is designed to simplify that process as much as possible for the business owner, for the insured, and allow my customers, the insurance agent who's trying to provide the quote, the ability to handle as much of that process and get as many of those those steps automated as possible. So uh, rather than having to ask the business owner to prepare a letter, uh, in some cases, depending on the size of the business, they might not have their own letterhead, which is one of the requirements. Uh, Asking them to prepare a letterhead if they don't have it and come up with the language necessary to request the information often is a big ask for somebody who's also running their own business. So Mm -hmm. preparing that form for them and simplifying it to the point where they just need to sign off on the language that we've prepared is a big, big benefit to the business owner, uh, which is a benefit to our customer um, in completing that process. Well, it simplifies to a degree and it demystifies a lot of the the headaches by the sounds of it. This pain point led to a solution that needed to have happen. What's changed since you were first in this aspect of the industry? What do you see has changed? Uh, A lot has changed. Um, The biggest change is the efficiently digitizing and automating the processes. When I came on to the company in 2007, electronic signatures were not very widely accepted. But over the years, primarily DocuSign being one of the pioneers, um, has made a lot of headway in the insurance industry mm-hmm. in standardizing the acceptance of electronic signatures. Um, DocuSign has a whole division dedicated just to the insurance industry, advocating for the acceptance of electronic signatures and really standardizing that as, as an accepted practice. Mm-hmm. That has really simplified the process. And whereas when I started with this most carriers um, would only accept requests via fax. Uh, there's still a large portion of sort of, you know, dinosaur way back uh, procedures there, but a lot more carriers are providing an email address for loss run requests, um, you know, loss runs at whatever carrier. They're not only accepting requests via email, but also sending out that information via email to the insured. So that's made things a lot easier and it, it's it's really come a long way. So it sounds like you've become a bridge. You're providing a bridge service that connects these two parts. Right, 
right. and a technology solution that helps automate this whole piece that it's not as laborious as it was, what, five years ago, 10 years ago? Definitely uh, over the past 10 years, um, there's been a lot of change, yeah. So what's the particular challenge in this loss-run procurement? That's so difficult for agents. The principle that makes all this work is that the carrier is obligated to provide this information to their insured. So as long as the insured, the business owner, sends in a signed request, the carrier is obligated to provide that information. But the carrier has no obligation to my customers, the insurance agent who's trying to provide the quote, and they definitely don't have any obligation to me. So navigating those legal logistics there and finding that sweet spot where we're able to present a request in a way that maintains that legal obligation of the carrier to their customer, but also makes space for the third party, which is my customer, and then technically the fourth party, which is my business, to be able to go in there and resolve any compliance issues or delivery issues in the process there. Mm -hmm. Do you find that it's easier to talk to an agent about this and get them on board or one of the providers well, and get them on Well, you see, the provider doesn't really have much incentive to provide this information. The only reason one of their customers needs loss runs is because they're trying to get another quote. So there's no profit incentive uh, for a carrier to make this information available. It's just whether or not that carrier acknowledges their legal obligation to their customer and uh, respects that customer's right to that information. A lot of carriers just go with the flow. They acknowledge that and they streamline that process. They provide an email address. They're prompt in returning that information. Other carriers are a little bit more protective of their customers and realize that the more they facilitate this process, Mm. the more likely it is that they could potentially lose their customer. So, you know, there's a lot of variation. We deal with carriers all across the country. You know, we're dealing with maybe 5,000 different carriers and each one of them has its own approach to this situation. Some of them are looking at ways to make the process more efficient and other ones are, you know, it it might be in their best interest to kind of delay the process a little bit and see if they can retain that business. I've got a two-part question. The first part is, are there specific types of businesses that are more difficult to get this product for, the loss runs for? And do you get a lot of repeat customers, agents coming back to just keep using what now they know? Oh, yeah. You know, I've got customers that have been with us since 2005, uh, customers that uh, early adopters of the service that joined in our first year of business and have come to depend on us and uh, have stuck with us. Significant portion of my current membership has been with us at least 10 years. Sure. To the first part of the question, are there some industries that it's harder to deal with or not. On the agent end, a couple that stand out would be trucking. Uh, If you've got someone who, in addition to being the signer who's running the trucking company, also happens to be one of the drivers. You know, they're hard to pin down. They don't always have the ability to print out and sign a document, Mm. which, you know, again, is where uh, with e-signatures and things like that coming along. But uh, trucking stands out as one that in addition to having more um, strict requirements for loss runs on the underwriting end, in order to be able to quote a trucking policy, underwriting isn't going to be very flexible on that loss run requirement. Nailing down the signer 
while they're, you know, doing hauls across the country can be a little bit difficult. Uh, the other one would be residential, uh, commercial residential property. They, uh, properties change, change ownership sure. a lot. And it's hard, you know, say the loss runs you need are from a policy that was written under the previous owner. Hmm. So finding out who is going to be able to sign for that and who's going to, you know, who the carrier is going to acknowledge as a proper recipient of that information, you know, and then you get like homeowners associations or property management comes in and it can make the process a little complicated there. It almost sounds like you're a bit of a private detective. You're, you're trying to figure out a lot of stuff. You know, earlier we talked about the automated aspect of it, but really the, the significant value of the service comes in on that human contact concierge aspect. Mm. You know, there's a, a lot of, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of special cases uh, on either on the insured end or on the carrier end. Uh, so I do spend a lot of time on the phone with a carrier getting bounced around menus, you know, finding out where exactly this request needs to go in order to get filled. And that kind of leads me to the next one. What's a typical agency looking the, what kind of numbers are they looking at every month to pull for these loss runs? I deal with all sizes of organizations. I've got some customers that are really prospecting very right. aggressively uh, and they're in larger markets. So they have access to a larger pool of prospects. And, you know, they could be doing at the highest end, like 100 requests a month. Um, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, I've got a little mom and pop shop in a small town who's really hustling. And he might need the service maybe once a month or maybe like half a dozen times a year even. Okay. So other than repeat customers and the phone keeps ringing for you, do you get direct feedback on success or any stories like that from folks that have used the service? Probably the most common scenario would be somebody who has never heard of us before, and they're really beating their head against this whole loss run problem, and they've lost business because just because they couldn't get those loss runs, and they get on the internet, and they search out a solution, and they sign up for us, and then, boom, within a week, they've got the loss runs they needed. Uh, the service works. It does what it, it's supposed to do, so... Um, I've had people join the, the, the best case scenario and I've had someone join early on a Friday and get their loss runs by the end of the day that Friday, which again is, you know, uh, best case scenario, but yeah, I was even impressed mm. that they got their loss. run. you know, I try to tell them, yeah, you can start using the service today, go ahead, but it's Friday. So don't, you know, it might be Monday till you get them. And then by the end of the day, they're like, Matt, it worked. Wow. So that brings me to my final question. What's your favorite thing about doing what you do? Oh, man, dealing with people all over the country. I've got a customer in Alaska. I've got a customer in Florida. People trying to figure out how to make all this work. And, uh, you know, I, I deal with people in big, fast markets like New York, where you can tell when you're on the phone with them, it's like they don't have time to even breathe. Yeah. And then I got customers in Kentucky who just, they want to just shoot the breeze sometime. They've got like <laughs> all day to just talk on the phone. Different different businesses and types of insurance. I've I've learned a lot. Did you know that there is a specialty line of, of insurance for clowns, like rodeo clowns? There's rodeo clown insurance. Well, I would think there should probably be some rodeo clown insurance because that does not look like a fun or uh, safe job. But no, I did not know that. I know. I know. But it never occurred to me until it crossed my desk. I'm like, wow, rodeo clown insurance? You know what? 
that makes sense. Uh, last comments you would like to leave the listeners with about this? Um, I just really enjoy the relationship that I've been able to build with Iroquois over the years. Um, we get a lot of strong support, and they're some of my best customers. And you know, I really enjoy this opportunity to reach out to them and connect directly and uh, you know, build on that relationship. So thanks a lot. Well, thank you very much for being here, Matt. Yeah, no problem, Edwin. Thanks for having me. And, and Kelsey, thanks for putting this together. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Trusted Advisor Podcast brought to you by Iroquois Group. Iroquois, your trusted advisor for all things insurance. And remember, get out of the office and sell. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I invite you to join me for the next edition of the Trusted Advisor Podcast.